Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Light the Fight, our special DM episode uh, that we give out to answer questions that you guys send in to us. And so today it's just me uh, steering the ship. Um, many of you guys know that Heidi is very excited to have her son back from a church mission. And so we just told her, hey, spend some time with your son, your family, enjoy this time. And uh, Fortunately, she trusted me again. I think I've proven myself that when mom's away, I don't get too uh, disobedient, and I, I don't I don't steer everything completely off the cliff. I guess is what I'm saying. So, um, even though she's not here with us, wanted to take a few minutes to answer a couple of your questions. So, this episode, um, we're going to be focusing on a question um, that we got into uh, us probably about a month ago, I believe. And um, before I get um, into this question, I just want to thank all of our listeners out there for taking the time to message, email, and send in your questions to us. Again, I feel like I'm constantly apologizing for this, but I just want to let you guys know we're going to make more of a um, an effort and an intention to answer more and more DMs to get caught up because last thing we want to do is make you guys feel like we're not hearing your questions, we're not taking it seriously. We just got so many all at once that... Um, we we just got to get better at that. So starting for this starting at this very specific moment, I'm going to start getting better at that by talking about a question someone sent in to us about their teenage son. So it goes, I need advice. What do you do when your teenager becomes physically violent? Now this person mentioned that um, that the teenager is pushing um, her younger daughter, um, she, you know, even hitting her. So <clears throat> first off. Anytime that things get physical inside of a family, um, regardless whether it's the teenager's fault, the parent's fault, the scenario, because there can be so many things that can lead to people wanting to be violent. But when violence comes out um, for whatever reason, that is a clear sign that everything else has failed or the things that you've been trying just aren't good enough. So let's give this mom the benefit of the doubt that her teenager is becoming violent and it's not because she was being violent first to him growing up and now he's bigger and older and he's being violent back. But instead, let's just kind of take the assumption that he's got a bunch of stuff going on in his life that's causing him to not be able to control his emotions and he's lashing out and he's being violent with people in the household. Well, whether it's suicide prevention, whether it's um, physical violence, domestic violence inside the household, my statement stands true regardless what that situation is. And that is safety is always first. So what I mean by that is that when you're in a household and anyone in the household is being physically violent, it's pretty easy to state or pretty clear to or easy to assume that if people aren't safe, then they're not going to be able to grow. They're not going to be able to progress. They're going to be more focused on survival in that environment versus personal progression. 
So as I like to call, you can't focus on personal progression when you have to be focused on personal protection. So in this particular case to the, the mom who said in this and any of you out there that have had this with your own kids or maybe you know someone's had this, when I say safety first, it has to be taken at the utmost importance and at the number one priority. Now here's where it gets, it gets dicey though. All too often, parents have come to me and have told me something very similar to this. My kid is becoming violent and they even got violent with me. And I asked them what they do. I said, did you call the cops? You know, this and that and the other. Uh, one particular situation I'm thinking about many, many years ago um, is that uh, the cops were called um, and the, the parents did not want them to do anything. At the time the cops were called, the parent was mad. When the cops finally came, the parents said, no, it's fine. And since the kid wasn't hit, the kid wasn't hurt, um, you know, there, there was just some things that took place from it. And when the parent came and talked to me, I remember the conversation being somewhere along the lines of like, hey, listen, I know I got to keep us safe, but I don't want my kid situation to be any worse. And so I said, okay, I get it. So a lot of times parents don't report and don't do these things because they feel that it could break the trust of them with their child it could make things worse. Whatever the reason for it, those are all good reasons and you still have to put safety first. So if your son hits your daughter, let's say, then you have to sit down your son. You have to acknowledge to him what he did. Um, you have to acknowledge to him that it's unacceptable. Then you have to talk to the daughter. If the hit was something like when they're children, it was like a hit on the arm or hit something of those natures that can be handled with inside the family because there's no physical damage or harm and she's mad, but she doesn't seem to be traumatized or anything like that. And this could be the opposite. You know, I've had this with the older sister with the younger brother. So I'm, I'm using the older brother because this is what the question was about a boy and it mentions that he's pushing the daughter, but it could be, it could be either one, right? So when that happens and it's just a normal sort of, I shouldn't say normal, but not extremely violent hit, then those things might be able to be dealt with by having a conversation with the kid who hit and both the kids haven't talked it out. But if it becomes a pattern, you start to see that it starts to escalate. And if it actually turns into a real hit where there's blood, there's anything like that, I always err on the side of reporting this and talking to your kids about it and letting them know that this is something that has been building and for their own safety, you're going to have to file a report. You're going to have to talk to the police about it. If you do nothing in these situations, that may sound harsh what I'm saying, but if you do nothing in these situations, you run the risk of pretending to be counselor, judge, and jury what's best for your child. And you may not be the best person to determine what's best for your child if they're becoming physically violent at home. Now, if the teenager is hitting any of the parents, any of the siblings, and it's becoming repetitive, or if it hits that threshold where it becomes very hurt, like he, he or she actually hurts someone, these are the circumstances, scenarios I'm saying you have to report. A lot of people have a hard time with that for some of the reasons I mentioned before and other various reasons. And I get that and I understand that. Um, some people have had other people report for them, uh, ecclesiastical member, so a church member, um, school counselor, um, therapist, you know, I've had to, you know, report some of these things because sibling abuse is extraordinarily common. Having done this for many years, 
there has been times where the sibling abuse was extraordinarily bad and it required detention. It required the, the victim to be hospitalized. So these are things that I think in our minds, we, we don't, I think we just don't know what to do because we didn't plan for the situation in parenting. You always expect your kids to get along well. And when they're younger, they kind of hit each other and you just kind of go along with it. It's like, oh, that's just kids. But as this continues to get, as they get older and you're not feeling safe, it's very scary because teenagers can be very intimidating, but can be very scary. So if you show clear assertiveness that you're talking to your kids, letting them know that if this continues, you're going to have to go to therapy. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. And that continues to escalate. Then you let it be known to them if this continues anymore, then I'm going to have to get the police involved. Now, what the police will do in these scenarios, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I really don't know. But you're showing that the safety of every family member in your family is that important. If it's the dad hitting a kid, if it's the mom hitting a kid, if it's a kid hitting a mom or parent, it doesn't matter. No one should be hitting another person. Now, if you're an old school parent out there, I'm not referring to spanking. I'm not referring to, you know, that type of discipline. Like, hey, listen, you know, you're you know, a little kid, you're going to get spanked. Well, you're not spanking a 17-year-old. And if you are spanking, to get... To make that happen would probably take some physical interaction, tackling and wrestling. That's going to be a lot worse than a spanking. So we're not talking about little kids. We're talking about teenagers who can be very physically uh, intimidating, can be, um, you know, capable of hurting and doing damage because they're bigger and stronger. So these things have to be taken very seriously. Again, parents, model for your kids that there's steps to be taken to talk about their problems and challenges. If your talks at home don't work, seek out counsel, counseling, therapy, seek out, um, you know, sometimes churches and community groups have anger management, seek out any type of resources that fit this description in this scenario. If that doesn't work, don't stop, continue to look for things. And if, if it's absolutely necessary and safety is not um, happening in the home, then you may have to report this to the authorities. So hopefully that information can help any of you out there or anyone that knows someone that's dealing with a difficult situation of a child being violent inside the household. Um, and sh please share this with them. As always, you can find us at Light the Fight at, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, lightthefight.com. Uh, visit our website um, on, on any podcast you'd like to listen to podcasts. We're there. Um, please continue to submit questions. Leave reviews um, on our iPod or not iPod, on our um Apple Podcasts app because it allows people to find us easier. Um, now, if it's a horrible review, you don't like us, you know, go and leave that too. But hopefully you give us some suggestions how to improve upon if there's something you don't like about us. So we appreciate your time listening to our podcast and that information about dealing with um, uh, a teenager that can be potentially violent or is being violent. Um, you know, I just want you guys to take these things seriously because at the end of the day, if you're not safe in your household, then other people in your household and go outside your household and they can take that into other relationships thinking that that's normal and that's something that's expected when it really shouldn't be normal and it shouldn't be expected in any relationship that someone would have to lay hands on you or that you would lay hands on someone else to get your point across or to express yourself. So thank you as always for listening to Light the Fight podcast and I'm out.
Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.